Pandemonium Reigns. Yo, welcome to Pandemonium Reigns. It is Friday, September 16th, and we are here to bless your ears. Right, Mike? Mike's taking a sip. Sorry, I'm just having to hydrate, getting ready for <laughs> Tennessee, Florida, if I'm honest. And uh, okay. we're going to bless your ears. I can't wait to talk about this this weekend that we have ahead of next weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not doing any Tennessee talk on this episode. I think our listeners are appreciating the fact, especially if you're a not Tennessee fan, you can go to an episode provided by your boys at Pandemonium Reigns where we don't talk Tennessee because, you know what, there's other fans out there besides us. They might, you know, suck, but they're out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, Mike, I um, I got some news to tell you. Let's hear it. Pandemonium Reigns is officially on Pandora. We have finally you know? made it. We have arrived. What do you know? Thank you, only, Pandora. It only Appreciate took us you. plus, you know, almost a year. Kidding. We're a little <laughs> over a month old. And with that said, us being a little over a month old, we have eclipsed the 400, 400, Mike, 400 download mark. We're past it. I can't tell you how much, how happy that makes me. Thank you all so much for tuning in, whether it's our orange casts that we talked Tennessee or previews and recaps the weekend, man. It means so much. We're having a blast Absolutely. doing this and we're only going to keep doing it and get better doing it. So yes. thank you. And I have a very special thank you to send to Mrs. Penny Walker, because I know she's carrying the weight out there. Ah, <laughs> Yes. Bringing in, bringing in the fam. Mama Walker. Hey, well, let's talk football. Uh, tonight, we have a very interesting, at least I find this interesting, uh, kicking off at 730, Florida State travels to Louisville uh, to take on the Cardinals. And uh, I don't know, I, I, some people might not find this interesting. I kind of do. Florida State is coming off of uh, um, still a pretty big win against the Bayou Bengals of LSU. Um what might we have to look forward to I'm kind of springing this on you uh, regarding the Seminoles of Florida state, uh, are, are they staring at a bowl win? How big is this Louisville game to them tonight? Talk to yeah, me. Uh, you know, I think, I think Florida state's a little better than expected because, you know, if you're, if you're just looking at them and the struggles that they've had, they fall into this category where you may think of Nebraska, you think of underwhelming teams and, you know, I'm, I'm really happy, and I know you are too, about that outcome of the LSU game. And yeah. and as Tennessee fans, we're not talking Tennessee, but as Tennessee fans, we need Florida State to pull a lot of weight down there in the in the uh, Sunshine State yeah. because it challenges Florida and it makes their life harder and it spreads the wealth around a little bit. If they The more players that Florida, Florida State, Miami land in their state, the less that Alabama lands, the less that, that, that Georgia lands. You know what I mean? It, it just helps – us especially the better that Florida State does I think but yeah this is a big game for them um you know the ACC is it's not the SEC but every win every opportunity to win a game matters especially on the road um Louisville perplexes me they came out and looked terrible in week one I mean absolutely terrible with that loss to Syracuse um and they've got a lot of hype I mean a lot of a lot of nice transfers Malik Cunningham who is are you aware of, of just how well he's done in his career? I mean, he's pushing Lamar Jackson records, understanding that he has played almost as many years or more than Lamar played, but that's remarkable, Oh, frankly. Well, well absolutely. I'm, I can't say that I've sat here and watched them live, but I've seen several clips of Malik Cunningham, and I'll tell you this, the dude is not getting enough conversation around his name. No, he's not. Um, he, he's really fun to watch, really fun player. Um, and like I said, Louisville confuses me because as bad as they looked against Syracuse in week one, mm-hmm. they beat UCF, albeit at home mm-hmm. on a weeknight game, like this Friday night game will be. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to learn more about both these teams. And I'm frankly, I'm rooting for Florida state because I do want them to be quote unquote back. Yeah. Um, and, and see them finally rise up out of the, the pit they've kind of been in for the better part of where they're pushing half a decade or more so yeah it's yeah. time it's time florida state join the club hey uh, <laughs> yeah. small correction here that louisville ucf game was actually in orlando that's orlando a road, that's a road win for the louisville cardinals no i'm glad you caught that thank you yep. um and yeah that is again actually more confusing how did they manage to lose the syracuse maybe props to them for pulling that win but yeah that's that's uh, that's wild i thought that was a, a home game for louisville so a little bit more impressive 
Yeah, sure. Uh, so Louisville carries a name that Tennessee fans are very familiar with in Tyon Evans, who is leading the Cardinals in rushing this year, 32 carries, a buck 64. I'm pretty sure he had more than that in the Missouri game uh, last year, but that's neither here nor there. He's no longer a volunteer. He's a Cardinal. Malik Cunningham, here's another interesting stat for you, my guy. Um, 30 for uh, 51, 353 uh, yards, two picks. No touchdowns. Eek. So he's kind of on that Anthony Richardson trajectory as far as <laughs> no touchdowns passing and, and a couple interceptions. Um, not the company that you want to be in passing the ball. No. And he is a he is a he's a more shifty, if not a faster runner, maybe not as big physically, obviously, but wow, yeah. that's surprising. Yeah, that's I, I'm gonna sneak this in here real quick. I don't know if we're gonna talk Florida at any point in this episode, but Ryan Phillips, you remember the name. He was a guest host for us a couple weeks ago when we talked Georgia. I wake up to a text this morning from Ryan Phillips that says this. Ryan, I hope you're listening, my buddy. It says, good morning. Fun fact, Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson has more tackles, two, than touchdown passes, zero this oh. season. <laughs> oh, but he put oh, an asterisk and said one. It looks like he's got one touchdown pass. But still, more tackles then touchdowns on the year for Anthony Richardson. <laughs> hey, the, the Florida State, State Louisville spread is Florida State negative two and a half. So they like uh, Vegas likes Florida State in this game. Uh, what do you think? It's, it's the, in I, Louisville. I, I do think that I've, I really like what I've seen from Florida State, um, okay. especially against still SEC trenches, albeit first year Brian Kelly of LSU. Um, but I, I like what I've seen from Florida State, love what I'm seeing from Jordan Travis, and I think if he can fine-tune some of those balls that have just, you know, either been underthrown or have just hung up in the air for a while, if he can fine-tune some of those details yeah. and they can find a way to contain the legs of Evans and Cunningham and those others, then I think they'll cover that, and I, I predict a 13-point win for Florida State. I can get on board with that. I think if we get the Florida State that LSU got, I don't know that this this game w- would be close. Agreed. For, Florida State showed a lot that Sunday night against uh, LSU, and you know what? Put on a heck of a performance. Uh, Jordan Travis is now the guy down there. There's nobody breathing down his neck. There's no questions about you know who the quarterback is. Norvell seems to have complete trust in him. I will take Florida State, and I will take Florida State to cover. Give me the Knowles in louisville doing more than covering um that is friday night tonight excuse me tonight at 7 30 tomorrow morning do you consider the the minute 12 o'clock is that morning or is we've now shifted to the early afternoon when we hit 12 still feels like morning to me it feels like morning to me as well absolutely well, Georgia fans, I guess, are going to wake up in the morning and get to watch their their dogs. I had somebody bark at me again yesterday. Oh, I'm uh, so sorry, bro. Um, I know, I know. Um, <clears throat> Georgia travels to Columbia, South Carolina, to take on the Gamecocks and the Fighting Spencer Rattlers. <sighs> wait, wait, wait! I believe this is the one you said you have a little bit of a little bit of ranting to do. Rant me up, buddy. You know what? I'm sitting here and I'm thinking. Do I have a rant in me? Do I have any bullets left in the chamber for South Carolina? Yeah, I do. Your coach is still a clown. Your quarterback <laughs> statistically is performing fairly well, but guess what? You've done exactly what we expected so far. That's mm-hmm. it. You went and you lost at Arkansas, which, hey, Arkansas is a good team, if not a great team. That's There's nothing to feel too sorry about, but you should still be hanging your heads over that week one performance. I'm Absolutely. sorry. And yes, it's Georgia State. Yes, they're – not your average cupcake. They're not even a cupcake necessarily. Maybe they're not. Mm-hmm. But you're still bragging about that win over Georgia State because not everybody experiences this feeling. Oh, my gosh. Look at my shoes. You're clowns. <laughs> you're clowns. I'm going to go ahead and give you a spoiler here because you're usually the one to drop the numbers for us. Okay. Georgia is favored at minus 24 and a half at your house. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's Georgia. Yeah, the mm-hmm. reigning national champions. They're going to cover that number. Yeah, you'll are. be lucky to score a point on them. Yeah. I hope, you know what? I hope, hope we look back at week one and they wish they had Bo Nix against Georgia. I hope that's how, <laughs> how this goes because you're just a bunch of clowns. Oh my goodness. This is the, the closest thing internet 
this is the closest thing you'll ever get to me outright rooting for Georgia. I'm not going to say those words or nothing like the go blank. You'd have to bleep me. You'd have to bleep me out. <laughs> but you're going to get murdered, South Carolina. They're going to cover that number. They're probably going to shut you out unless you turn them over and return it, unless you make a special teams play. You're not scoring an offensive point unless you just have a heck of a leg for a kicker. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I mean, this is an outstanding stat. Georgia is allowing a point and a half per game. Now, now, granted, they've played a bad Oregon uh, and Samford. Yeah. But uh, talking to a friend in the past couple of days, it sounds like, of course, I didn't see this, sounds like Georgia was rode, were into their second three deep late in the second quarter. And they still didn't allow a point. I mean, <laughs> I'm here you for know, it, bro. I'm here for I it. Heard, I heard that that game, I, ha- I received a text message. The internet, you'll have to do your own research. Maybe you can confirm. Um, but I heard that there were 12 minute running quarters, maybe in the second half of that Sanford game. Oh, God. South Carolina will be wishing for that. They'll be wishing <laughs> for that. <laughs> yes. 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 Have they, have they named their, uh, their, they're, they're changing the name of their mascot. Have they, have they gone with the cop commander yet? Listen, listen, internet. I'm not, there's no need to censor this out. This is the official name <laughs> that they're going for. Oh, I just spit everywhere. Um, they're going for, it feels wrong to say it, um, but they're going for Cock Commander, and um, okay, I, that that's all I have to say about that. I just I don't have any more words. I'll, I'll take Georgia big. <laughs> yeah, take, they're take, covering. I'll take yeah. Georgia big. And listen, I just want to. We might get there here in the conversation, but you just mentioned Arkansas, and there's now an argument, just an argument for Arkansas being the best team in the West. Oh man, you know. Oh. We're gonna learn. We're gonna learn a lot more quickly because yeah. that matchup's coming up quickly. Yeah. Um. And gosh, I've, I've been thinking a lot since that Alabama Texas game and our our last couple of recordings, and we just give Alabama so much benefit of the doubt. And I'm not saying it's wrong, but man, I still find even in my own mind that Alabama's going to find a way to beat this Arkansas team. They're, I mean, they're going to have KJ running. I know that sure. they're going to either force him to run, and if they're smart, they'll embrace it there at Arkansas. And heck, yeah. Kendall Brawls is a heck of an offensive mind, but we mm-hmm. just give them so much benefit of the doubt. And that's all I can really, that's one of my biggest takeaways from week two yeah. is just what benefit of the doubt we give them. And, and they've earned it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, you threw a name out there, which is going to segue well for this next game at noon on Fox. The Sooners travel to the Cornhuskers. Listen, you just threw out Bryles, offense coordinator for Arkansas. Is this a name that they should consider in Nebraska? Because the dude is phenomenal offensively. 100% a name that they should consider there in Nebraska. I'm still, when I think about that job, that opening, I'm still stumped on what the, what's the best move. I mean, they they hired the best move five years ago, and it it failed so miserably. I mean, dude, I'm, I'm so stumped. So, yes, consider – Kendall Brawls, consider Jeff Levy, all of the offensive minds, I think, is what you need to consider. Yeah. And and I'm not saying to, you know, exclude the defensive coordinators, but I do worry about how that would translate there because they just got so many, so many issues. But, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma, this game's at Nebraska, correct? Yes. yes. And Oklahoma's an 11-point favorite. And, it, I mean, it's going to be hard for me to see Nebraska covering 11. I know that Oklahoma has – I believe they've gotten off to some slow starts in games – through two weeks, but man, I mean, you got Dylan Gabriel, you got Venables there. I'm sure he's pulling so much of the defense there. And then you do have Jeff Levy across the, across the sidelines calling plays against you. I don't, I don't see Nebraska covering that 11. Um, I I think this one could get ugly. However, you know, um, I forget his name, his first name anyway, coach Joseph, who has, uh, is currently interim head coach for Nebraska. Sometimes these guys are like the backup quarterback when the offense just needs a surge, you know, yeah. Don't be surprised if Nebraska comes out and you know what? They're like, hey, we don't know what the scheme is. We don't know what the play is, but like I'm giving it everything I got. You might, yeah. you might, you Oklahoma might be catching a Nebraska team at a bad time. Don't be surprised if Nebraska comes out with their hair on fire. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma. I don't think Nebraska covers. I'll take Oklahoma by 17. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh... Could get uglier, but I think you're right because of that that aspect that does happen in these interim situations. So, 
Yeah, they they definitely cover, I think, fairly easily, but definitely yeah. one to watch there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I want to spend about 15 seconds on this one. Kentucky coming off their Florida law, uh, excuse me, Florida win victory, uh, hosting whoever the mascot is for Youngstown State. It's it's actually Jim Trestle. Jim Trestle is uh, is he still there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's definitely the mascot, right? Oh I mean, my god! <laughs> Let's see if I can Sorry. find this. I, you know what? If I remember, they might be like the Penguins or something like that. Which I know it gets cold in Ohio, but whatever. That's just, <laughs> just kind of rid, rid, ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> hey, uh, here's. You know what? A lot of people are not going to find this interesting. I think it needs to have more eyes on it. Old Dominion just beat Virginia Tech. Now they play Virginia. And uh, let's see if I can find the spread here. UVA, U Virginia, negative eight and a half. That's it. Man, and that, that was a tight line on that VT Old Dominion game. It was, it was close because people can't forget about a few years ago when Old Dominion beat them. And mm-hmm. I know VT's got some issues. I, I do. And I know that they helped Old Dominion pull that upset. But Cavaliers, you better be on point Saturday. I'm actually, you know what? I'm just going to make make a bold statement. I think Old Dominion covers that eight and a half because it's been a very slow start there for sure. Tony Elliott, yeah, in at Virginia. So, man, I think I think Old Dominion covers that. And they are absolutely on upset alert for me. Sure, I, I I totally agree. And listen, Virginia is coming off a 21 point loss to Illinois. Yeah, Oof. Illinois. God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Do you know the name? Who's head coach over there in Illinois? Oh, you remember Brett, Brett Bielema, my Brett. God. <laughs> so listen, here's here's something of interest for for Virginia. Quarterback, uh, last name Armstrong. He's 34 for 65, 426 yards, only two touchdowns, three interceptions. I know we're early in the year, but you know what? You you've played Richmond and you've played Illinois. Okay. Maybe for the people in the back, you played Richmond <laughs> and you played Illinois. That, that, that's just, that's not going to cut it. Not no, going to sure cut not. it. But I'll take, I'll take Old Dominion to cover. You know what? I won't be surprised if they come out on, uh, come out with the L, but I'll, I'll certainly take Old Dominion to cover. Here's another one of interest. Notre Dame. We did, we did not talk about this uh, pre-show here. Notre Dame's hosting Cal. And Notre Dame, uh, Marcus Freeman, excuse me, Marcus Freeman is the first coach in Notre Dame history to start his tenure 0-3. Is Justin Wilcox still at Cal? Is he still the guy? That's a there? great question as well. I I think he may be. I, okay. I don't I think you may be looking it up and don't quote me on that, but I do believe Wilcox may still be there. Okay. Well, needless to say, Notre Dame, oh, they look like hot trash. And I don't know if you know this, but their quarterback Buckner, if I remember this right, he's done for the year. Didn't he have, didn't he have a season career or season ending injury? If it's not the year, it's a it's a hot minute that he's going to be out. So gosh, I mean, you got your QB1 that that either won the job or came out with the job. I mean, what are you going to do? I didn't see I, and I know that was a tough loss to Iowa State, but man, everything Saturday looked bad. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, get Everything. this. Get this. The, the, the stat sheet doesn't lie either. Not only was Tyler Buckner leading and passing, obviously, he's the only quarterback on the field. He was also leading the team in rushing. Oh, man. And I, I just throw my head back because we've been there. Tennessee's been there and <laughs> breaks my heart when that happens because uh, it's not what you want to see. No. But, no, no. I mean, here we are with Notre Dame still an 11 point favorite. How does yeah. Vegas figure that? And, and, I'm almost inclined to pick them to cover that, but because Vegas always knows. Sure. But I think Cal could win that outright. They've not put anything out there that's all inspiring so far this year. But I mean, how can I confidently pick Notre Dame to cover that other than the fact that Vegas simply always knows? Uh, what uh, what other facts lead me to pick Notre Dame in this? The fact that Cal might be jet lagged from traveling to three time zones, but other than that, I mean what we've seen from Notre Dame this year just isn't good. It's not it's good. It, 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 it's very Nebraska ish. Yeah. That's a, that's a great analogy. I really like that. And it, it feels like pinpoint accuracy on that. 
Yeah, well, that's what I'm here for. So <laughs> I, you know what? I will. Um, I'll take Cal to cover. I will. It, it, I, this game is going to have my interest come Saturday. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, again, we we've talked about Notre Dame in the past past few episodes. Can't stand Notre Dame, but I really like Marcus Freeman. Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't hate it if he was able to right that ship. Speaking of a ship that needs to be righted. Uh, the Oregon Ducks are hanging on to the 25 spot, and they host BYU. Now, get this, bro. Here's what I, I, I just don't I just don't understand this right now. Oregon is a favorite, and they've got it at three and a half. And BYU coming off a win against Baylor, a good Baylor, a good Baylor, and a tough win in in double overtime, if I'm not mistaken. That I'm not sure of, but 26-20 final, either way. And I'm I'm 90% confident it was two overtimes. I know it was at least one overtime. Okay. And, folks, there were 46 points scored in potentially two extra periods. Final two overtime. Yep, yep, two overtimes. So, say it with me, defense. <laughs> and what is Bo Nix allergic to? Defense. Oh, oh. he's got an allergy. You know what the, he's you know got, what the, you know what the uh, only cure is? Josh Hoffel. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> More cowbell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I don't I don't I, I, dude. That's well said. Uh, BYU is is there's something about those Utah teams that are just extremely scrappy. The, the the team is filled with Samoans. No, I'm not racist. I would love to have them more <laughs> on Tennessee's roster because they're scrappy. They fight. They play hard. I, I I'm not taking Oregon in a win here. Nor so I'm obviously I'm not taking Oregon to cover. I, I will I'll take BYU big actually. I am right there with you. Um, but and does Bo Nix still have that Auburn aura about him? Does he still have the magic? Because from what I've seen, what I saw in Week One, they just weren't anywhere close. I mean, and I'm talking schematically, not even getting into execution. It, it wasn't good. So are they going to be more prepared against this BYU team that's obviously going to bring a good defense to Eugene? Um, I'm taking – I'm going to take BYU to win that outright as well. Um, I just trust him more. Kalani yeah. Sataki is a great coach. Yes, he and is. And, again, a scrappy team. Um, yeah. And here's the thing. I couldn't even name probably two BYU players, if if any. But <laughs> I, I believe in, in every one of them, and I believe in their head coach, and I think yeah, they sure. win this game outright. I'll say they win it by a touchdown or more. Fair enough. I, I I don't know what. Very similar to the last game we just talked about. I don't know what Vegas is seeing to put this three and a half. Is it just because it's a home game? I mean, usually Vegas will will give you that kind of favor, uh, two and a half to three and a half based on uh, where the game is played. But Oregon has left everything to be desired so far. You know, they have, they've got a 70 to 14 win over Eastern Washington. But you know what? They absolutely wet the bed against Georgia. Yes, Georgia. Yes, Georgia is probably the best team in the country. But I mean, it was it was just pitiful. Bonix is going to have to uh, do better than that. Listen, there's another 330 game that has our interest. Ole Miss travels to Georgia Tech. Um, you know what? Is this is this a game for Coach Collins that he might be able to sneak in there? And, and pull the upset because if I remember right, oh no, no, Ole Miss hosts Tulsa uh, the following following week, and then Kentucky after that. I was thinking Kentucky was next. They might catch themselves looking to Kentucky. Uh, but needless to say, this this spread has got Ole Miss at sixteen and a half. Is 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 there anything that should have our interest uh, in Atlanta this weekend? I will be. I'll be interested to see, and, and this is what happens. We're going to go week – every week we're going to learn more about teams that has, have not looked good so far. Every team, we're going to learn more. So, this game will tell us about Clemson. Was Georgia Tech actually – were they good in week one or was Clemson bad? And I do think that Georgia Tech certainly got more pieces, and, and I'm glad that they've given Collins the amount of time that they have. It, it's going to take more time. It's going to take more time. Um, so this game has my eyes because that's a rather large 16 and a half point spread for Ole Miss. Mm. They're on the road in Atlanta. Not that that's, you know, Neyland stadium or, yeah. or the horseshoe or even an sec venue, but that's a large number. I do think Georgia tech will cover that. 
Um, but I, I just, you know, we'll, we're going to learn a lot in this game, but I think Georgia Tech covers that, and this is more of a two-touchdown game. I don't think it's any more than that for me. I think Georgia Tech has a weapon up their sleeve in quarterback Sims who will need to play lights out in order to pull this off. I'll take um, – at the end of the day, I think Georgia Tech is bad. I'll take Ole Miss to cover. I'll take Ole Miss to cover. This game, this next game, will have everybody's attention. The Nittany Lions and James Franklin. Gosh, I, can't, <laughs> I can't stand that guy. Um, <laughs> traveling down to the Plains to take on, take on the Auburn Tigers. Penn State, negative three. Ooh, man, three-point road favorite, Penn yep. State. Yep. That is interesting. Yep. And – and just to tell you the truth, I know that the it was lackluster in week one against Purdue, but I trust Penn State more. I, I want Auburn to win this game. This, sure, don't, absolutely. Don't confuse me. I'm with you on Jane Franklin. I could punch that guy in his face for what he did Whoa, at Vanderbilt. we don't need to get aggressive, okay? Okay, okay, good point. I'll bring it back down. Not really. I don't like the guy. I don't like the guy. I don't think a lot of him. Um, I think his culture was rather trash at Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's been any better at Penn State because I'm frankly glad that he's far away from the southeast where I'm at. Oh, absolutely. Um, and where my rooting interests lie. Um, but unfortunately, I trust this team more. I, I trust Sean Clifford more than yep. TJ Finley and Robbie Ashford. I listen, Brian Harson, pull it all out. Yes. Pull out every play in the book and and wear them out. Yep. But I'm gonna say Penn State in a close one, man. If it's if it's Penn State minus three right now, I don't want to say push, but I could see them winning it by a field goal. Um, mm. But just for the sake of argument, I will say that they win it by a touchdown, just because I trust them more. Yeah, well, you know what, Auburn has. Oh gosh, what's the word? Not been good. Yeah, I, and so I, I'm gonna have a hard time picking Auburn here. But you know what? Clifford for court, uh, quarterback for Penn State is in his oh, let's see what year is this one two his twentieth year at, <laughs> at at Penn State and uh, Penn State fans are kind of done with him yeah and, and his inconsistency he stats are you know not bad thirty nine for sixty four four ninety five five scores one pick but he always just kind of seems to play down to his competition and yeah. Penn State gets in a lot of battles that they shouldn't be in. And on as far as Auburn goes, like I roster stat wise, there's several reasons here where I go, I just I just can't pick Auburn. But you know what? They took Alabama to the freaking wire last year. What Auburn team are we gonna get? Yeah. It is is the uh Ashford kid starting to slowly step in and take over that job from Finley? Cause Finley's not good. He sure isn't that good. He's not good. And if I'm telling you, if I'm Penn State, I'm, I'm daring you to throw it. I, I'm daring you. Uh, hey, hand it. We, we want you to hand it to Tank Bixby. We know how good he is, but we're going to have eight and a ninth ready in the box. Tank Big, Bixby is, 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 is that dude. But he he can, is that dude. But he can only take on so many dudes by himself. You know, he, he is human at the end of the day. I'm going to take – Penn State, and I'll take Penn State by 10. Yeah. Comes down to trust for me. Comes yeah. down to trust for me. Hey, uh, real quick, let me throw a little sneaky one in here for you very quickly. Our our younger brother is <laughs> – the Commodores are traveling up oh, to no. northern Illinois. They've already the made a road trip to Hawaii, my guy. Vanderbilt's playing at Northern Illinois. They are playing at Northern Illinois, and it's Northern Illinois, negative two and a half. I'm hang on. I can't get past the fact they're playing at Hawaii and at Northern Illinois. Yeah, I know. I right? understand that you you played your bowl game ahead of your regular <laughs> eleven games. I understand I that one. But you're going Northern Illinois, dude. It might snow in September at Northern <laughs> Illinois, and they're playing there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm glad you snuck this game in because I'm going to go ahead and, and do this one as well. And th and there is not statistics. There is not schematics. I like Mike Wright, but he plays for the wrong team. I'm picking Northern Illinois. 
I'm, I'm picking Northern Illinois for the fun of it. Yeah, and because right? I still trust them more, dude. They're playing at Northern Illinois. What? Give, give me the Huskies of Northern Illinois. Give give them that's, to me. That's so awesome. I listen, can't get over listen that. it gets better. Uh, they're le- the leading receiver for NIU, Northern Illinois. His last name is Tucker. He's a white boy, and he's leading in yards. Listen, I'm not racist. I'm just, you just never <laughs> see white dudes at receiver. Um, anyway, so give me um, <laughs> give me Northern Illinois. I cannot believe they were traveling up there. I cannot That's believe this. Remarkable. I mean, truly remarkable. What, dude, they need to just, okay, hire me as athletic director. Yes, I'm going to try to sabotage your program. Don't worry about that. But you won't be playing at Northern Illinois. Good grief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, I asked, uh, asked a good friend of mine, big Bama fan. I said, I said, listen, I don't think this is going to happen. I, I'm not, so I'm not saying that. But can you imagine the narrative of the media if University of Louisiana Monroe somehow – pulls this off i listen they're not going to they're just not going to but let's say the lord and all his sovereignty and divineness says you know what i'm feeling good today (laughs) and he says you know what i've had enough of the tide what can you imagine the narrative saban can't beat what what's what's their mascot um the is it the warhawks or something like that saban can't beat ulm Fire him. Get him out. He's lost the locker room. Bro, the point spread is negative 49 and a half. 49 and, and a half. <laughs> Bro, I'm, hey, I'll tell you what. That would that would take care of my troubles with the uh, benefit of the doubt that they get. So, yeah, right. bring it, Lord. Bring it, Lord. <laughs> Lord, hear our prayers. Hey, can we, can we have a special time of prayer here on Pandemonium Reigns? Can we just can we get a moment of silence for our for our guys? And uh, what what color is ULM? It's like a maroon and yellow. Okay. Either either consider this like their death sentence or like a sacrifice to the gods. I'm oh, gonna man. take Bama to cover. <laughs> I'm not gonna take them to cover. That's just too much and. The only way they cover is if they have not stopped running stairs yet and they have to find yeah. a way out of that from that Texas performance. Yeah. So I just like I wouldn't pick Tennessee to cover 50, I won't pick Alabama to cover 50 just because of how this goes. I wouldn't bet it. You so, know what? Saban, if, if, if history says anything, Saban is, is going to murder these guys. He will. He's, he's treating that Texas game like a loss. Yeah. And and that's how it'll go. But like, I'm going to be stubborn on that one. Is he calling the Texas game a rebuilding game? Yeah, I thought, the, I, thought the, I thought the program was rebuilt after your, I don't know, 12 or 13 win season last year. No? Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, a lot of people are considering this this Saturday kind of boring, but it's it's got a feeling to it. And I'm getting somewhere with this next game. It's got a feeling to it a lot like March Madness. And I say that because of this. Kansas, coming off a win against West Virginia, is taking on Houston. And uh, that that's a game I think we need to have our eyes on because it's only Houston negative nine. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that if, if I can pull my eyes into that game, they'll be there. If I can take my eyes off the maybe the flashier games in that time slot, sure, yeah. then I'll be paying attention. Um, because man, there's something about Lance, Lance Slupold, Lopold. I can't ever remember the pronunciation of that, mm-hmm. but there's something about the guy, man. He's, he's a dang good coach. You know, Buffalo has been a program that's kind of been there for a few years. So you maybe don't pay too much attention. It's kind of like Appalachian state. Like you don't pay too much attention. Oh, they're successful. It's what they do. Um, but no, man, there's something about Lance, Lance Lopold because it's been a long time since Kansas has started two and oh, for one. And they just beat a pretty good West Virginia team. I think. Yeah, a West Virginia West Virginia team that went toe to toe with Pitt. Yeah, absolutely, and that I mean that defensive line for Pitt is pretty nasty, and and they got some weapons as well. So yeah, yeah, I mean, great yeah. point. Hey, let's sneak this one in here. Where did it go? What happened? Oh, there we go. Appalachian State's coming off a big win against Texas A and M, and they host Troy. I don't know anything about Troy, but they got Appalachian State at twelve and a half. I'm going to say they cover. Um, I think that Appalachian State is perhaps immune to a letdown after a massive win like that. 
Um, there's just something about the place, man. I'm, I, the way I've talked about it is they continue to have the success. I actually referenced it a moment ago where it just, you know, if their coach gets poached to a big job, doesn't matter. We're still, we're still here. Yeah. And, and I think they've got a bunch of veterans in, in a lot of the right places. Um, Chase Bryce wasn't particularly good at any of his previous stops, but I mean, he's, he's still in college football. It's crazy. And, and I think that they're bound for a special year at this point. I'm here for it. I mean, they were so close to pulling off an upset against North Carolina, went to College Station and got a dub. I, I don't know why they don't do anything more than 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 cover. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take them to cover. Yeah, Mississippi State at LSU. Mississippi State at two and a half. I like it. You know why I like this? And and hey, sorry, folks, we're not on an orange cast, but the goggles are coming on. <laughs> if Mississippi State can go down to Death Valley and be a two and a half point favorite, oh. that tells me Tennessee can go down to Death Valley yeah. and be a two and a half or a touchdown favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's we were a touchdown favorite on the road at Pitt, much mm-hmm. further away from home, or excuse me, far away from home. Good environment. That was a good crowd mm-hmm. there at the place, and I know that Tennessee fans played a part in it in Pittsburgh and they will in Louisiana as well. Mm-hmm. But here again, trust for me is in the hands of Will Rogers and the pirate. Yeah. And, and don't ignore the fact that their defense is playing pretty well. Also okay. our net down there at DC, he can, he can coach some defense and you definitely don't think defense when you think of Mike Leach, but they've got a good combination right now between having some veteran guys. And mm-hmm. I believe his first name is Zach, Zach Arnett there at DC for the, Maroon Dogs, uh, give me them, man. Give me them okay. by two touchdowns at okay. Death Valley. Oh, two touchdown favorites or uh, two touchdown prediction in Death Valley. I like it. Uh, gosh, I'm going to have such a hard time. I mean, you're talking about a game that kicks off at six. It's getting dark. The voodoo dolls are coming out in, in the bayou. Yeah. I will take a Mississippi State win. And I'll take Mississippi State to cover, but only because it's a field goal. Okay. Only I'm with that. It's a field goal. And, hey, I don't think I gave a prediction for Kansas and Houston. I'm, I'm taking Kansas to cover that nine-point spread, by the way. Okay. I know Houston's favored by nine. They're covering it. Kansas is covering that, if not winning outright. All right. I like it. And I like it a lot. Hey, this uh, next game we've got here really intrigues me because you've got a team coming into the year – has uh, or had a lot of hype, and now you've got their opponent who has been rather uh, a surprise. Texas Tech travels to NC State. Really interesting, and they still got NC State at negative at, at 10, so they like NC State here. But you know what? Texas Tech is, is a team that's, 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 that's on the move, I think, surprising a little bit, uh, surprising some people, especially coming off that Houston win. Um, took them two overtimes to do it, but still, I don't think anybody anticipated or saw that coming. What say you? Is was O'Leary going to throw for a thousand or what? Mm, man, just another situation where I can't figure out all of the appeal to NC State, and there's teams like that. Yeah. Um, but gosh, man, they've gotten so much buzz. Started out highly, high, much higher, ranked much higher than I mm-hmm. thought they would be. If I could find the words, mm-hmm. um, and and you're telling me that Vegas is saying they'll win by ten in a game that will only see fifty six points. Mm. I mean, Texas Tech and Houston. You mentioned a moment ago that game saw sixty six points be scored. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you know that NC State's flirted with disaster against East Carolina in much mm-hmm. more low-scoring fashion than say North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't get all the appeal, and and I could see them winning this game. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying that Texas Tech's going to go go over there and win the game, mm-hmm. but I do think they cover that ten, and I think this is a like a six-point North Carolina State win. Okay. Let me ask you this. If you didn't know anything about that NC State-East Carolina game, how would you answer this? Would, would, would you favor East Carolina over Texas Tech if they went head-to-head? Definitely would not if it were me. So, NC State came out of that game 21-20, if I remember right. Let me just peep that real quick. Yeah, 21-20 against East Carolina. Now they've got this game at NC State negative 10. <sighs> I don't know. I, I think 
I think Texas Tech can at least cover here. I, I think, agree. I think they can go in Raleigh and pull out a win. But I'm at least going to take them to cover. I'm right there with you. Um, I, th- I actually do – I see this game as more of a toss-up than mm. any form of like, oh, you got dominated, you know, either one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but I still – with that, I still think that Texas Tech goes and covers covers that spread. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, we're getting later into the day at this point. Obviously, our volunteers will host Akron, but we will save all the non-Tennessee fans that conversation. But there's a game of interest at 7.30 in Seattle, Washington. The Washington Huskies hosting the Spartans and Mel Tucker. Listen to this, bro. Is there something about Washington that we don't know about? Because Vegas has them at negative three and a half. You know, I, I was I was just sitting here asking myself, is that the old Vegas at home? Yep. Or do they know something about them? I mean, I, I want to know, and we will get the answers. Um and spoiler alert for the Akron discussion, they're bad. So I, I'm not putting a ton in that 52 to nothing shellacking of, right. of Michigan State Akron. Right. I'm not putting a lot into that. And admittedly, I know a little bit more about Michigan State than I do Washington. Don't know a ton about either. Um, but, man, give me the Spartans by 10-plus in this, dude. I, I totally agree. I totally and, and here's something that I forget every time that we that we talk about Washington is Michael Penix Jr. I was is there. ready to say that. Yep. Um, and, and I know that he he's got a lot of ability. I, I still think he has a lot of ability. Um, but even still, give me Thorne and the Spartans over the Huskies on the road. So I'm, I'm, let's let's play a game. I'm going to have you predict Michael Penix's stats on the year so far. Washington has hosted Kent State. And they have hosted Portland State. Just give me some ballpark numbers on what you think he's done so far. I bet he has gone something like 46 of 66 for 682. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. Revelation was... 21-8. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Liars. Sorry. sorry, I'd already looked. <laughs> Ugh. Sorry. I mean, the, the stat sheet's great, but then you look at the opponent, right? Yeah. You know, it's not so hot. However, I think Michigan State, and this this could be – this could be my bias little because I, I I like these guys. I like I like Mel Tucker. You know what? I think Michigan State's a top ten team in the country. And I don't think Washington right now is a top twenty-five team in the country. Uh I'm gonna take Michigan State and I'm gonna take a big. Yeah. I'm gonna take a big. Listen, Michigan State, from from what we know, from at least from what I know from right now, is a we're gonna run it in your mouth. Uh Berger, I believe the transfer, I think he came from Wisconsin. Dude is a load at 6'1", 205. A yeah. freaking dude to bring down. 33 carries on the year, 227 yards. I don't know math, but that's good. That's like not it. bad. That is not too shabby at all. I like it. Peyton Thorne is coming back for the Spartans. He's an experienced quarterback. I like Spartans, and I like them big. I like them big. Of course, I also just like uh, Mel Tucker as well. Uh, they play great defense under under the tuck. Hey, let's talk Florida. Let's talk about Florida. Let's talk about um, Florida. T- dude, tell you this. You give me your thoughts. What is Florida, and I know that South Florida is nowhere close to the South Florida of 10, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. but what's the attitude, what's the mentality for Florida in this game? Because, uh, and I'm again, I think they could completely overlook South Florida and be looking to the trip to Knoxville mm-hmm. and, and win this game. That's just the athletes I think they have and that South Florida may not have. Yeah. Um, but where are they at right now? If you're in your gut, where where's Florida right now? I'm not so sure how to answer that, but I can tell you what I want if I'm on that Florida coaching staff. And what I would want is for Anthony Richardson to sling it around a little bit, find some plays he's comfortable with, find some completions, maybe even a touchdown underneath his, his belt for passing, and get him into a rhythm. Because next week, listen, say what you want. I know there's Georgia fans listening. I know we've got Bama fans listening. But Neyland is going to be a hostile environment. And this is going to be their first first road game, right, Yeah. on, on the year. And it's going to be at Neyland with – Richardson has – wait, words are hard to find, apparently. 
this this year Richardson is the quarterback. He wasn't last year. This is his first year as as Q. But if, if I'm if I'm if I'm this coaching staff, if I'm a fan even, it's kind of similar with what we want out of Hen and Hooker this week. Get yourself in rhythm, right? For Richardson, I think I want the I think I want nearly the same things. Get him in a rhythm. Hey, let's let's explore the playbook a little bit. Let's find some stuff that you like. And you know what? If we put it on film, we put it on film. But we need to we need to find some things that we like for you. Uh, we need to give you some reads, maybe even throw some concept routes for his um, for him and his receivers. Because I'm I'm about ninety nine percent sure one of those picks that he threw last week against Kentucky was a concept route, and they're reading what the corner does. Yeah. Richard, Richardson saw hitch, receiver read go. Yeah. Richardson threw the hitch, corner sat. And it was beautiful, right? And, and then the corner said, "Go." <laughs> Sorry. That's, hey, bro, that's it a, fit too perfectly. <laughs> that, that's a that's a dad joke right there, man. Well done. Well oh, done. Man. <laughs> but they've got this game at uh, Florida negative twenty four, and I don't hate that. I, I think Florida can. They're good enough to kind of roll the ball out, and, and yeah. get the win. Yeah, I agree. I, now. USF does have the Baylor transfer, Gary Bohannon, at quarterback. So that's oh, interesting. That. Okay. This game is interesting because, again, not to spool the orange cast, but Florida gets the benefit of a kind of dynamic quarterback, Gary Bohannon, mm-hmm. as well as Tennessee, if Akron's quarterback is healthy, gets the benefit of a dual threat quarterback. He's not Anthony Richardson. If you are that type of athlete, again, yeah. I don't think he's your husband, but he's a good athlete. Yeah. But it's it's funny because both teams, both Florida and Tennessee, kind of get the preview, uh, the lighter version of what they'll face the next week. Um, but I also like Florida to cover that. I I think, you know, just the consensus about South Florida is you probably could roll the ball out and borderline cover that, not only win. Yeah. Um, so I do think they win. I think that defense will kind of shine against the, the team that has some holes in it. Yeah. Um, and if they're smart, they will protect Richardson at all costs, yeah. not run him a ton. And and agreed. Find some some consistency there in the passing game because it's needed at this point. Sure. If I'm a Florida fan, I think I still want to see. Even if you're up big, I want to see Richardson in there yeah. late, in the, late in the third, just just throwing some balls, not trying to run up a score, but just trying to you know find your place as a passing quarterback, right? Because yes. Right now, it's it it it's underwhelming. I'm not going to say it's. it's it's bad, but it's 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 not where you need it to be to compete in this conference. Certainly agreed. So I will um and listen, I, I don't want to hear our, our listeners think, well, Tennessee's they're saying that Tennessee's playing just as good as an opponent. Please don't hear that because we're not. I'm yeah. I, if USF were lining was lining up against Akron over the weekend, I'm gonna take USF and I'm gonna take a big. Oh yeah. So I don't it, it's not even a comparable opponent. But anyway. Uh, moving on, let's see what we got for the rest of the rest of the night. Interesting game here, I think. Clemson, who's very – I know I've thrown this, this word around several times on the show, underwhelming. Their offense is bad. It's, it's bad. But they're hosting Louisiana Tech, which is one of the better teams inside of the group of five. And yeah. we've got Clemson. It's a, it's a 33-point spread. Nope, I'm not taking it. No. I'm not taking no. it. Um, and reminder, we talked about La Tech coming off of week one and keeping it close with Missouri um, oh, yeah. for a lot longer than, frankly, it should have. Um, yeah, good point. And, and I think Missouri should have been able to put Luther Burden wherever they wanted to. God knows they love to move him around, yeah. and he's a good talent, but they should have been able to drop him back as a passer sure. and do better than they did against La Tech. So will La Tech be able to, to challenge Clemson just in sheer athlete? No. But Clemson looks lost offensively at times. I mean, they just look outright bad. Yeah. So they're not covering that 33 in my mind. They could play this game on the moon, and yeah. I think LaTeX would cover 33. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, give me Clemson by more like seven. Give me about half that. I'll take 17. Okay. There's, there's a point that I want to make in this game, and this is really the only reason I wanted to bring this one up. I think this is the game where if DJ does not get it together, this is the game where he loses the job. Because Kate Klubinick can, Klubinic can come in, and and he came in week one, and he he played well, and now he's three weeks into the regular season. He's he's put on the jersey a couple weeks now. 
you know, if if Clemson gets a lead here and it's been underwhelming with, with DJ, listen, don't be surprised coming out of this LA Tech game for Clemson. If they go into Wake Forest, yes, I know, Wake Forest, but still, if, if I, don't be surprised if it's Cade at this point. I, I, I can right see there it. with you. I can see this it. is a game where you have the luxury of being able to pull that trigger. And if, if DJ is not on, yeah, then pull the trigger and yeah. see what your, what your youngsters got and see what you're working with because it is a long season and you're not meeting expectations, frankly. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Hey, what kind of Texas team are we going to get this week? They're hosting UTSA, University of Texas, San Antonio, the Roadrunners, which is such a weird name. But uh, they got Texas at 12 and a half. 12 and a half. Wait, I have questions. What is Vegas seeing? What Texas are we going to get? Is is UTSA, like, not all that bad? I mean, they're one and one. They've got a two-point loss to Houston and a three-point win over Army in overtime. Who are the Roadrunners? Seriously, like, how good are they? Yeah. And you know what? I think they can cover here. I think it just depends on what kind of Texas we get. Are we going to get a post – are we going to get a 2021 Texas post-Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Or if – listen, there's no question. If we get the Texas that we saw against Bama, like this is a blowout. It's ugly, yeah. Or they'll they'll win by double the spread if, yeah. if they get that Texas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, I, the, again, another a game that's not catching light that, that I'm interested – I'm interested – I'm also interested, um, and I just glimpsed at – or glanced, excuse me, at some stats for UTSA. And, man, get this, okay, two two games. Both games have gone overtime for mm-hmm. UTSA. Frank Harris, though, as a passer, has thrown for 696 yards Woo. in two games. I mean, talking about almost 350 per game. Six touchdowns, one pick. That's efficient. What's yeah, maybe not efficient, or maybe this is more by design, because I don't exactly know who UTSA is or is either, but they don't even have a 100-yard rusher to this point of the season. Mm. And Frank Harris also is your leading rusher at 93 yards. So, yeah, um, yeah who are they? Texas cannot afford a drop-off. If they're going to get this rebuild right, you got to come yeah. out and have no semblance of a drop-off here. Yeah. Cover that spread easily. The thing that I worry about, in addition to what Texas do you get, is where's Hudson Card at? I mean – I don't think they trust number three very much or else we would have seen him, I think, because Hudson was, gosh, dude, in no in no shape to be playing against that defensive line for Alabama mm-hmm. and, and barely able to do it. So who's that quarterback? Because yours is out for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. So who are we getting? Where's Hudson at? Um, the other aspect is they could probably run it a lot better against UTSA. So give it to Bijan 50 times. Keep him well, healthy, but give it to him a ton. You know what? I think I think it's really interesting you say that because if I'm a Texas fan, I might be thinking, you know what? It's not the worst-case scenario if we get into a shootout with a UTSA because at the end of the day, our roster from top to bottom is going to be better, and I think that our dudes are just better than their dudes. And I, and, and I need Card to throw it around a little bit. I need him to get comfortable because we travel, we travel to Lubbock, Texas next week and play the Red Raiders in Texas Tech. I need I need him – comfortable i need i need i need some passes underneath his belt i need some i need some 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 rhythm there from, from and, him right and just to clarify i'm with you i just don't know where his health is at you know what i mean if that's if it's an ankle then he's probably not going to be very confident dropping back putting a lot of weight on it so that's where i'm coming from sure. if you need to lean on Bijan, you would much rather save him for your conference slate and and yeah. big games later down the year but i'm wondering where cards at physically you know can he put weight on those legs because he was barely able to walk off the field and mm-hmm. it was that's despite how funny it was watching him scramble yeah. on that play where he gained about 20 against Alabama but yeah. yeah where's he at because they don't trust number three I don't think so got to figure out where he's at and I agree if he's able pass it around yeah yeah I'm, I'm with you I'm with you and then when you say you don't trust number three you're talking about Ewers right who are you talking about sorry quarterback number three the, the third string Oh, okay. That threw me off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're exactly right. I, it, it, surely it's Hudson Card. Even if it's an ankle, I have to think it's 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 Hudson Card in in this situation. I would think so as well. But um, I just I just wonder where he's at physically because he was obviously in a lot of pain. He had to be. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, if I'm a Texas fan, that's what I want to see. I want to see. I want to. I want. I want thirty to forty passes out of him on, on I'm Saturday. Great with that. If he's yeah. capable, I'm so good without. Yeah, you. yeah. Assuming health uh, allows him to do that. Hey, let's end the show by keeping the conversation in Texas. I cannot wait for this one. I hate how late it is. 9 p.m. freaking kickoff. Uh, the West Coast is finally like, oh, thank God, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, the people in California, I don't even know if they watch football. But here we are, <laughs> Miami, uh, traveling to College Station to play on Jimbo in Texas A&M. Texas A&M, negative six. That's it. And listen, after that garbage performance that you just put up against Appalachian State, listen, I know I know who App State is. I know. That's not what I'm saying. The point is that you have not adapted your offense to the present times. You looked lackluster. Uh, one dude kept you in this game, and that was A-Chain, right? Bad uh, man, a- but yes. Bad dude, but he, he still wasn't enough to get the job done against Appalachian State. Why in the – what in the world coming off that performance – is Vegas seeing to put Texas A&M by six? And and I just want to – now I'm going to rant a little bit on Vegas because I don't like you for making this <laughs> Texas A&M by six because what I want to do as a better, if I bet this game, hint, hint, I'm likely to bet this game, I want to bet Miami. I don't right? even want to – like the options are going to be, do I want Miami to cover that spread or do I want to pick them on the money line to win the game? Dude, I'm picking them to win the game. Absolutely. That's where my gut's at. But what does Vegas know? Like, here's the yeah. questions in, in order for, from that standpoint is, are we further lifting up Jimbo as in, oh, he's a saving assistant. He beat him last year. Are we, are we giving them the benefit of the doubt to, you know, clean up everything and be mad about the Appalachian State game? Because frankly, where I'm at is I don't think it's, it matters if they are mad because the scheme is so bad. The quarterback yeah. plays so bad. The defense wasn't even that great if you let Appalachian State beat you. Yeah. Dude, they ran – I heard they ran less than 40 offensive plays against Appalachian State. That's bad. That's, How that's do you bad. do that? You, How do and, you do that? And this is not even like we're comparing to an offense like ours who who snaps the ball as often. You you need at least 20 more snaps against a team like Ab- Appalachian every, State. Every single game you do. Ab- absolutely. That's bad. That's so bad. So bad. So, yeah, I mean – because because it's what I would do when I log in to my bet account and bet this game, I'm betting Miami to win this game by that amount, at least, if not more. I'm with you, if, man. If Texas A&M doesn't come out absolutely on fire, then Miami wins that game by more than a touchdown. I love it. Hey, listen, can you send me your Venmo once the show is over so I can play some bets as well so you can – Absolutely. Because betting is illegal here in Georgia. Uh, hopefully my boss is not listening. So um, – <laughs> Listen, I think this this game simply comes down to quarterback play, which it's just been atrocious for the Aggies. And Miami's got a pretty good one in Tyler Van Dyke. Let's see if I can't find his stats very quickly. 33 for 45 on the year, 454 yards. That's good for 73 completion uh, completion percentage at 73. Uh, He's got a long of 52. He's got three scores and a pick yes he's been sacked four times which is not great because you've played bethune cookman and southern miss so not great opponents for those guys but i'm not you can't convince me that haynes king is going to do any better no absolutely not i'm taking tyler van dyke to out perform whoever takes snaps for a&m on saturday and and get this parish they've got two juniors in the backfield Parrish Jr., 37 carries, 217 yards. Franklin Jr., 21 carries, 127 yards. They're both averaging right at six yards a carry. Man. They're not – so they don't seem to be one-dimensional, right? Right. Tell me, Vegas, what are you seeing? I, I want to know. And, and you know, again, we've we've alluded to it in almost every game we talk about. But, yes, it's on the road yeah, for, for Miami. It's a trip out to Texas. But, mm-hmm. oh, man. I'm perplexed. I am perplexed by why you think that the Aggies are yeah. a touchdown favorite. They should be winning this game by a touchdown. That just perplexes me. Yeah. And here's something else I noticed when looking at these stats for AM. You know, I think I complained in the post game, the recap of last week about getting A chain the ball more. Mm-hmm. Well, they've given it to him 28 times on the ground for a whopping 108 yards. Yuck. 
3.9 per carry, which is not terrible. No. Tennessee's done worse. Other teams have done worse. That's not the worst you ever see, but that's pitiful for yes. what they've played so far. Yes. Pitiful. 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 That's my best Schmidt impersonation. Pitiful. <laughs> it's so bad. Hey, uh, listen, that's 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 the end of the show. Again, a lot of people saying, man, what a boring weekend. I guess I'm going to go mow my grass. Well, you have fun doing that because I think we could be staring at some upsets this weekend, some surprising stuff, some, man, I love college football kind of yeah. stuff. It, it could, it, it, I think it has March Madness written all over it. I, I really do. And if I'm feels wrong. Feels like 07. Hey, feels like 07. And if I'm wrong, you know what? We only have a few listeners. There's only going to be a few people that tells me, hey, Dan, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and also, just listen, y'all, it's already week three. I'm not saying, you know, it's we're you're not in you're not in November, October, even mm-hmm. December, but yeah. cherish this beautiful sport while we have it. Absolutely. At, after this point, we'll be a quarter of the way through the regular season. Yeah. Good content, bad for the vibe because the season's just flying by. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cherish hey, it. I, I'm gonna end this in in the show by saying this. Nebraska, I hear Urban Meyer wants to get back into coaching. This has been Pandemonium Reigns coming at you on this beautiful Friday, the night before football. It's like Christmas Eve, basically. Talking week three, thank you so much for spending your time with us wherever you are. You could have been anywhere, but you were with us, and you let us tickle those ears. We, we did some tickling, didn't we? We did, we did some tickling, son. We tickled yeah. the ears. Uh, y'all got a lot of wax up in there. Y'all need to get that out. You should probably see a doctor. We love you guys. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Hope you have a fantastic Saturday. Hope your team wins, unless they're playing us. Go balls. God bless. See you next time. Thank you all.